It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Andrew McCutcheon is going to be back in 2024. Work that out of your system as soon as possible. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 5, Brewers 4 yesterday at PNC Park. Really nice little W for the team. No one had more than one hit, but... The offense was spread out enough. Brian Hayes with another home run. Jihuan Bay with a triple. Jack Sawinski with a double. David Bednar finishes it off. Seven wins in the past nine games for the club. Cap tips in all directions. And yet, the day didn't exactly go swimmingly. Because when your best player of the past 20 years gets shut down for the year, and it's something that sounds as serious as an Achilles injury always does, it's not a great day. Kutch, of course, on Monday night, uh, came up a little lame on second base. He told me after the game he was fine. That was the exact word that he used. Could even have stayed in the game if he'd so chosen. Well, it turned out it was a good thing he didn't. Because upon further medical review, there's a tear in that tendon. And even if it's minor, as everyone's hoping that it is, and everyone's presuming that it is at the moment, you're still looking at a pretty significant uh, risk if he continues to play. So obviously there's no point in that. But you're also looking at a longer period of time off. Fortunately, no one has mentioned yet the possibility of surgery. We'll see the, how that goes in the days, weeks, and even the months really to come. The expectation, certainly his expectation, is that he'll be back in 2024. If I play through it, the risk of 
tearing it fully um, it goes up so I also don't want that because you know it'd be kind of hard for a 36 about to turn 37 year old rehabbing a, a completely torn you know uh, Achilles and you know probably more than likely I ain't coming back from that so um, so I, I had to kind of ask myself those questions about what what's important what I want to do and you know obviously like for me I, I you know I, I'm not gonna go out like this you know I want to still continue just to keep playing and push through this let this heal and you know be ready to go for you know 2024. Now extrapolating that his expectation although it is not his singularly to control is that he'll be back in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's made that clear time and time again. He did so again yesterday, uh, even bringing up the fact that he's stuck on 299 home runs right now, and it just wouldn't be right to hit number 300 in some other uniform. I'm here to share with you a combination of behind-the-scenes discussions, observations, thoughts, and roll them up into one big ball that doesn't include anybody's names and let you know he will be back. This team has made a commitment to this player from the very top. And once this team made that commitment, and by that I'm not even referring to the contract that was signed, I'm referring to the pursuit Meaning there was an understanding within 115 Federal that the moment you start into negotiations with Andrew McCutcheon, I'll now repeat, I'm referring to last winter, you have to complete that. There's not an exit ramp from that boulevard. You can't just say, well, we tried, but then somebody else signs him for another million dollars. That's PR disaster a billion times over, not to mention the wrong thing. It's the wrong thing from the baseball perspective. Kutch has meant that much to the franchise as a baseball player. Never mind what he's meant to the city and to the fans. At the time that that information was shared with me, and this was last spring in Bradenton, it was spoken with not just intensive conviction, but also with real pride. The management people were, and I feel this was justified, proud to have found a way to bring Kutch back and to set a lot of things right. That is not to criticize in any way the trade that sent him out of Pittsburgh. Let's remember that it was Brian Reynolds who came in that trade, and it was actually one of Neil Huntington's best trades. And if you were going to say anything about the people over Huntington's head specifically, Bob Nutting, it'd be to give him credit for allowing it. And, and a trade of that magnitude is always going to be cleared by any owner. And Nutting's told me since then, even though he heard from his baseball people how much they wanted to make the deal, he still had a rough time with it but they still ended up putting things right. And that's going to continue. That's not going to keep this from becoming a subject. That's just the nature of sports debate and discussion in general. 
But Kutch is coming back in 2024, and he's coming back in Pittsburgh. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Today's J1Q comes from Karen, who says, Dayan, you've said that prior to the three-year turnaround in 2013-15 to that broke the 20-year losing streak. It was the players who went to the top and demanded that the emphasis become one of winning. Is there any indication of anyone stepping up in this environment, in the current environment, and saying that enough's enough? I can't believe that Kutch, for example, isn't furious with management at this point, but there's crickets from everybody. I honestly believe that the players have to start grumbling because you're right in what you've been saying lately. It's not okay. None of it. Karen, I agree with you. I think the timing of it right now would be beyond awful and ineffective. If you think about the the state of the team, and I'm not talking about winning seven of the last nine games. That's nice. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean to 
dump on that. When you win games, you tend to be playing well. It's not always true, but it has been, I feel, for the better part of these past nine games. And it's one thing to say, you know, they won five out of six in Missouri, but both the Royals and Cardinals are in last place. This is different. The Brewers are in first place. The Brewers have been an arch nemesis for going on two decades now, and the Pirates just took two or three from them, even though the Brewers threw three really good pitchers at them in Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. That's not where you would put your betting money on the home team in that series, but they rose up a little bit. And at the same time, no, no, none of this is good enough. The failure to develop younger players, the failure to instruct players once they're here, the failure at various forms of fundamentals, the repeated regressions of key younger players, really pivotal younger players. None of that's acceptable. But you're not going to see, hear, or read anything from the veteran guys. And I would say this regarding Kutch even before he was shut down yesterday. It's just not it's just not a great time. If you're going to see anything of the kind, you're going to see it, I think, Karen, in a setting that will look a lot like this past April did, where the players go out and show everybody something, stick it in everybody's faces, including the bosses of the team, and let them know, hey, you know, no more punting. No more ignoring when your potential superstar shortstop goes down for the year and you don't even bother replacing him. We're here now. We're ready to make some noise. And we've got some backing to us, meaning the public. Who will do that sort of thing? You've heard me say many, many times, it's not Kutch. That's really not his way. Carlos Santana might be back next season. In fact, that's probably a pretty solid educated guess at this stage. But he's not really that type. Mitch Keller, Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, none of them are really that type. What you need are some nails on the chalkboard, people. And the Pirates probably have a couple of those in their younger guys. Henry Davis has those types of traits to his personality. Andy Rodriguez has that in him. But they're still just getting their feet wet. So this isn't as simple as it it might seem when you just kind of set the characters onto the stage. It's going to take something, I believe, volatile. It's going to take having the types of personalities who were grafted into the scene in 2013 to 15. A guy that very few people talked about even at the time, but was so important to this subject, was Travis Snyder. He played. He was out there a lot more than a a normal utility or bench guy would be. He had universal respect in that clubhouse. He had a booming voice in that clubhouse. When you mentioned to people, even those who were really diehard fans, of those three playoff teams 
who were the leaders, everyone will point, without even thinking about it, to A.J. Burnett. Well, A.J. had his own thing. A.J. wasn't necessarily that guy getting it done in the room. That was Snyder. That was Neil Walker. That was Francisco Liriano and dealing with the Latin American portion of the room. That's how it got done. And it did get done from within. That's not yet played out here. I appreciate the question. It's a very good one. It'll be worth asking again at some point, ideally next summer. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 